Let us worship God. This morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, beginning with the 13th verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. O oh God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for those who have carried them down throughout the ages. Open our hearts and minds that we might hear your word for us this day. Amen. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, 
Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. It's such a joy. Oh, it's going to make me cry. Such a joy to be here with you today in person, preaching not to my phone. The small joys in life, right? So thank you for being here, and may God bless our time together. So we're here today to celebrate. This is World Communion Sunday, as Pastor Jenna said. And uh, we are also blessing the uh, funds that are being raised to share with those who are Afghan refugees. So we come together together to remember our connections, our global connections. We gather with the Church Universal as we gather around table throughout the world, throughout time. And perhaps you know how this started. Um, I have probably heard it many times, but each time I come to it, I'm surprised anew at things that I learn about how World Communion Sunday began. It began in 1933 in the heart of the Depression in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania by a Presbyterian pastor 
We love these things when we, when we shine brightly, don't we? So here we are in this space of, of deep divide of people who have and people who do not have. And this pastor says, we are being rent asunder by our divisions. How can we come together? We all gather wherever we are in our house of faith, houses of faith, we come together around a table. Can we not celebrate the fact that we have this uniting peace amongst us? And so he began this, this table that feeds so many in this time when there were so many that were hungry. He lifted up this practice and said, God welcomes all to this table. God provides for all at this table. Can we not recognize how we are joined together in that? He kept at it. It kind of grew in popularity around the states. And then in 1940, it was picked up and began to spread worldwide. 1940, in the middle of World War II, a time when there were great divisions, reasons why people were turned one against another. Faith leaders around the world said, can we not see that we are united by this table? Can we not celebrate the fact that God welcomes us all to a table together? How can we be united by that in this time of great division? Such a powerful message in those two times, such a powerful message today when we continue to find division amongst ourselves. We also come together today in making the global local by being connected to the Afghan refugees and making sure that they know that they are supported by people around the globe. We acknowledge in this act that we are connected, that we aren't just worried about our own here in, in this city or in this country, but that we recognize that God compels us to see that our neighbor is much further afield than we might normally think. God ex invites us to extend God's love well beyond our little corner of the world here and says, know that your neighbor is in need. These celebrations matter because we as humans are, we just are compelled to divide. Something deep within us is meant, makes us draw boundaries between who's in and who's out, who is our people and who are not our people. It's just, it comes so naturally. And so these celebrations stick out as countercultural. They stick out because it draws us to our better selves, who God would have us to be. It is deep within us to know who we need to protect, who has our back. Multiculturalism is hard. We strive for it, but it is a difficult thing. I was part of a, a lecture this week in which I heard a, an astounding fact. So I had to go and look it up and Business Insider confirmed for me what the lecturer said, that in 1989, when the Berlin Wall came down, there were at that time around 15 walls dividing countries from one another. 
Now there are nearly 80 walls dividing country from country. That's just countries. Then you think about all the many cities that have walls inside of them. Most famously, you may know of Berlin that still has walls. They aren't as permanent as they used to be. There are gates that are opened in them, but they are still there, and the gates do close on occasion. Lima, Peru has walls. Jerusalem has many walls. There are many walls that governments have put up to say who's in and who's out. And we know of one in our own country. There are even walls on the small scale. How many gated communities do we have in the United States where people say, we're in and you're not. Please keep your stuff out there. We don't want you in here. They may not say that out loud, but that's what those walls are saying. Do you have the key to get in? If not, sorry. Unfortunately, this table that we are celebrating today has also been quite the dividing tool. It still is today a dividing tool between Protestants and Catholics. It has long been a dividing tool between those who are baptized and those who are not. In many traditions, it is a, a dividing tool between those who have been, been repentant and those who have not, whether that's through the confession booth or through meetings with the elders of the church. The, tr the table has long been what we call fenced. Have you ever been to one of the great cathedrals where there is an actual railing around it? It is protected from those who do not belong at it. Even to this day, it is not the great unifier that we, I have said, that we're celebrating today. It can be, but it isn't necessarily. We are deeply tied to our ways of dividing people, and God says, stop it. Stop it. Jesus breaks down these artificially created barriers. In the stories that we read of him again and again, he is bucking the law. He is upturning social norms. He is saying, stop, stop it. God has created all. God loves all. He gathers around him all those who have been pushed to the mar margins, those who the law says are unclean, those whose social norms say you should not eat at the same table with that person. Jesus said, well, pff, I don't believe that. These are beloved of God as well. Jesus rebuked the leaders, the religious leaders. He even rebukes his own disciples, probably most especially he rebukes his own disciples because they have been walking with him. They have seen his welcome, and they still say, no, you cannot come. They still were stern in telling people that they should not bring the young children up to him. And he said, what are you doing? Have you not been paying attention this is exactly who I want to come towards me and to be with me. Jesus is embodying what we are celebrating today. This living out of radical welcome that opening the table symbolizes. He takes responsibility for his neighbor. 
He is his brother's keeper. His example encourages us to do likewise. And so as we come to these celebrations today, I invite us to ponder how do we divide instead of unify? How do we do that within our own family circles? How do we do that locally around who we, where we are living? How do we do that globally? How are we doing that actively in our own lives? How are we doing that by allowing others to do it and not standing up against it? How do we build walls, whether literally or figuratively, that, that divide and say, you're in or you're out? God invites us to imagine and to live into another way of being, one of radical acceptance and love, one that unifies and doesn't divide. It's hard work, but it's work that God invites us into again and again. And so we gather at this table to be reminded that we are welcomed and in being welcomed, we are to welcome others. A table that says, so that all may come. All are welcome. All are beloved children of God. May it be so, today and always. Amen.
as we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God.
Having been welcomed at this table, may you go forth this week and find ways to welcome others to God's table, sharing God's love in many, many ways with those you interact with. And may the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be loved, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. Amen. 